Welcome to Homework is Stupid and other stuff not apparent to a parent. This podcast illuminates the issues of our kids, their education, and offers perspective from an expert point of view, personal experience, and the research. Today's guest, Dr. Don Ford, is a psychologist with training in academic medical centers as well as hospitals. Specifically, he has an extensive background in working with patients who have experienced trauma, patients with chronic illnesses, as well as health-related concerns like obesity and chronic pain. Currently, he is a postdoc resident at a private practice receiving more training in psychological assessment. His research interests and presentations have focused on headaches and anxiety in children and adolescents with disabilities. He has been counseling, advocating, and inspiring others for the last 10 years with humble beginnings as a school counselor. He considers himself a country boy and enjoys laughing, traveling, running, and spending time playing with his dogs. Don believes that you are never defined by what happened to you, but by what you did about it. Have faith. So it's a pleasure to welcome Dr. Don Ford, my friend. Don, welcome. Hello, Lauren. I am excited to be a part of your podcast tonight. Well, I am so glad that you're here because looking at the research and reading information and just working in schools, I think headaches and children are such a big issue and something that parents and educators need to be aware of. So just so people listening have a sense of you and all of your experience, can you describe yourself for us? Yeah. So you're talking about a passion of mine that actually was bred, um, sort of from illness that I had. I started at the age of 12 having migraines. And after about maybe three or four years of suffering with migraines, my mom decided to get treatment for me. I began working in the schools as a teacher around 2004. And the funny thing about it is I saw a lot of students suffering with headaches the same way I did. And so um, I decided to go back to school and get a degree in school counseling. Um, Once I got my degree in school counseling, I then pursued a doctorate in counseling psychology with an emphasis in health psychology. And when I first met with my advisor, she was doing a lot of research in headaches. And so we instantly connected because she also had suffered from migraines as a child and I was still suffering from migraines. And so I shared with her just the years uh, that I had been working in the schools and what I had noticed from the kids in the schools. And so from that, read my research, my passion. Um, and so for the last four years, I have been doing more research on headaches and trying to determine um, treatment methods for individuals or for students or children in general who suffer with headaches. Well, that's really interesting, especially your connection as a child to having your own headaches and then now looking at and discovering that it really is an issue across the board. So let's let's break it apart a little bit and first talk in general about headaches in kids. And it looks like from the research, the prevalence or the occurrence of headaches appears to be becoming more frequent. And the research indicates that by age seven, almost 40% of children will have experienced a headache. That seems really high to me. 
Now, I'm curious if you, in your research, um, have come across how they measure that. So in other words, how does a kid describe headache pain? So we look for language when we're trying to describe headaches in children who are younger, um, as well as when we get older, that language kind of increases a little bit. And so they're able to kind of define more so what a headache is. For instance, with research that I've been doing with uh, elementary schools, one of the first questions that I asked kindergarten students was, does your head hurt? And so they're able to kind of give me that qualitative data about whether or not their head hurts. Um, and then I'm able to kind of to build on the frequency or how often or when actually they find themselves um, with pain in the head. In a bit, we'll get into the different causes, but it makes me think because, as you know, I work in schools. And just this past week, I was with a middle school student and we got to a rather um, complicated academic task. And he said, my head hurts. And I said, well, tell me about that. And he goes, I just get a headache sometimes when I have to concentrate really hard. And yet I also, my office in that particular school is located not far from the nurse's office. So I hear students come in all the time and I hear adults say to students when they say they have a headache, sort of like suck it up, buttercup, you know, life is tough. And sometimes we just have to keep going when we have a headache. So sometimes I wonder if Headaches are even dismissed by adults because they think maybe the child is not telling the truth or they're trying to escape a task or or something like that when the child really does uh, have head pain. Exactly, exactly. And this is the reason for the research that I've been doing and the passion that I have. Oftentimes when individuals experience some type of pain, for example, you may get a cut and you'll feel the pain. Individuals are a little bit more sympathetic if they can, or empathetic if they can actually see it. You can't see a headache. And so it's dismissed. It's oftentimes just um, put to the side. And if, you, if you're ever working in a school, you'll notice that teachers sometimes just tell the individual or tell the child to lay your head down. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so... You know, I oftentimes tell individuals pain, no matter where it is, is a sign that something may not be right. And so the experience of pain uh, for children in their head uh, is is dismissed because I believe a lot of individuals just can't see it. Overall, I read in the research that there are a couple different causes that attribute to head pain in kids. Can you talk about the etiology or, or the source of the headache and what various sources there are that create headaches in children? Headaches, the source of headaches looks different uh, for every, every person. And I always like to understand why. So if there's a pain um, I tell parents, I tell teachers, try to get down to the bottom of why it may be hurting. Research suggests that a lot of individuals who suffer with headaches may be actually suffering with fatigue. So there may be a lack of sleep. And so individuals, perhaps children, may present uh, with headaches because they have not slept or sometimes they've slept too much. And so um, sleeping too much actually can cause headaches. It could be the use of medication. And so what I find in the schools now is students are taking medications for various uh, medical conditions. And 
one of the side effects or some of the side effects sometimes could be an increase in headache or headache pain. And so sometimes we have to look at what the child perhaps may be taking. Um, colds, issues with sinuses, prime example for the sources right. of, of headaches and, um, you know, diet. Diet is key for headaches. Um, I found more correlation with diet and migraines. So you eating hmm. what uh, children may eat may spark natural migraine. Um, and so there are various, various reasons from drinking cold drinks can spark a headache. The research is heavy, extremely heavy, though, in stress. So stress is known to cause headaches. And a lot of individuals, because it's not very tangible, don't really understand stress and how a child may perceive stress. So what may be stressful for one child may not be as stressful for another child. The same thing works for adults. What may be stressful for one adult may not be stressful for another adult. Asking the question, what's going on or what happened before the headache is sometimes a good source to understand why this child may be having a headache. I do think connecting kids into how their body feels is so important, not just for this issue, but for a lot of things, right? I mean, getting them in touch with how their body feels. Exactly. So getting them in touch with how their body feels, as well as understanding when sleep was perhaps good for them the night before, or perhaps they struggled with it. Um, sometimes, you know, children may struggle with sleep at night due to nightmares, anxiety, several psychological conditions. Children may also suffer with sleep apnea, which causes interruption sometimes in, in sleep at night. So when we look at medications, because it seems that um, if you look at prescription rates, there are more children on medications than ever before. There's a lot of children who take medications. And I know myself, there was a point in time when my son was on a stimulant and they used to give him headaches. He was in elementary school. He doesn't take them anymore. What do you know about kids and headaches as it relates to medicine? And are there some meds that cause headaches more than others? You really have to just check the side effects first for the medicines and just determine if headaches are a side effect. One of the things that I've noted within children is a lot of children who perhaps suffer from ADHD, they perhaps are not, they don't have an appetite. And so they may miss meals. One of the triggers for headaches is actually missing meals. And whereas um, some stimulants perhaps cause headaches, some don't. But the effects of the stimulant, the effect of not eating the stimulant or taking the stimulant isn't so much what happens from digesting it. It's the fact that that child had not actually eaten the whole day or has a loss mm -hmm. of appetite, which triggers the head pain. And so um, there are medicines out there which actually suppress appetite. One of the things that I, I suggest is just looking to determine whether or not the medicine side effect uh, of the medicine is actually headache and 
whether or not there's a suppression um, in appetite, because we know that, you know, a lack of nutrition or a lack of eating meals regularly will actually cause a headache. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really great point, which is for a parent who doesn't see their kid all day and then they come home and they're either upset um, or they don't want to do any work or they don't seem like themselves, it is important to check to see if they've eaten all day because kids, especially on certain types of medication, do lose their appetite. But we should also say for anyone listening who's in question, if there's any doubt about any sort of side effect of medication, they should call their doctor immediately. Always consult with your doctor in regards to medications and listen to your child. If your child is having pain, and this could be head pain or any type of pain when they're taking medication, listen to some of the side effects and some of the symptoms that happen. Um, just so you can get a better understanding of what the child may be going through. So let's talk about diet and headaches because this issue just fascinates me. First from, you know, as somebody who works in schools and I see the stuff that's served sometimes and I just look at it and I could get a headache. It's not always the most healthy, appetizing, wholesome thing. So what do you know about diet and headaches, Don? One of the unique things that I found out in regards to diet and headaches is sometimes what you eat actually will spark headaches and or migraines. For me, I found the culprit to be cheese. And the research generally talk to, talks about aged cheese as a cause for migraines, but there can be other things that actually cause migraines, things that um, we find children eating or drinking a lot. And one of those things could be caffeine. Or sodas with caffeine in them have been known to kind of trigger headaches. Also, chocolate. Kids love chocolate. Also, uh, dairy products. So one of the things I noted when I was working in the schools is in the morning times, there would usually be a yogurt that the children could choose um, to actually have. Yogurt um, is a dairy product that actually causes your sinuses to kind of become congested. And we know with sinus issues, headaches can arise. So what do we know about medical care and headaches. So, you know, the, the two questions would be, what do we know about a pediatrician's response to a parent when they say, my child has headaches? Do they take it seriously? Do they call it somatizing? And what do we know about when is it something other than a headache? When is a headache indicative that there might be something more serious going on? Because I'm sure a lot of parents listening might be thinking, I'm scared to death. My child has these terrible headaches. They cry. It's painful. I can't figure it out. The doctor's saying nothing's wrong. It's all in their head. But but what do you know about, about that issue? I, I, I love that question because I want parents to really be aware that if your child is having frequent headaches, that may be an indication that something may be wrong. And so going to your doctor and sharing the frequency of Headaches is very, very important. Um, one of the things that I, in the research that I've been doing, tried to assess is, number one, frequency. Um, how often are you having a headache? Um, individuals who suffer with headaches perhaps more than once a week, um, it's concerning for me because one of the instruments that I use called the P-MIDAS, it is an assessment that 
hospitals use just to kind of assess migraine disability in the pediatric and adolescent population. But I love the questions on there. And so I used it in my research just so, just so that I could get an understanding of the disability grade that our children with headaches had. And so one of the things I looked for was whether or not they presented with moderate or severe disability based off of this instrument that's used in the literature, as well as in actual hospitals. Most of the time, individuals who suffer with headaches, perhaps um, once every three months, I was not as concerned about. But individuals, let's say, for instance, who are having multiple headaches per week um, or multiple headaches within this three-month time um, was a little bit more concerning to me. A lot of these individuals who um, suffer with headaches were actually referred not were not treated more so by their pediatrician, but they were treated by a neurologist. And so one of the things that I also want to just suggest is looking at disability itself. So is the headache causing the child to perhaps miss school frequently or not be able to participate while they're at school, as well as how do they function at home? As soon as they're home, are they laying? Are they laying down because of head pain? Um, so just trying to get a good understanding of the frequency of the headache. One of the ways that you can do that is just do a diary or a log and have the child just record every time that they're actually having a headache. And then I suggest just taking that to your doctor and sharing that information with your doctor um, who will perhaps treat the headache um, in-house or sometimes refer it out, depending on the severity of it, to a neurologist. So let's talk about what are some of the more holistic remedies that kids can use. What's shown in the research to help? Yeah, so doing an assessment um, to determine diet, sleep, um, and once you have kind of determined whether or not those factors are not present, um, if a child is actually having head pain, one of the first things that I actually suggest as well is, is determining what stressors may be present. So is a child struggling with the work that they're doing? Are they being bullied? Are issues happening at home? Um, and so determining all of those things first for me is important. In the midst of the headache or if the headache is actually happening at that time, um, one of the things that I suggest is deep breathing. Um, deep breathing uh, is just a relaxation tool that I carry around with me and I actually use with kids who perhaps are struggling with headaches. Um, it helps you kind of relax a little bit. And so I use that as a way to just kind of uh, manage it without medication. Interesting. So with the time we have left, how can we talk about kids with disabilities and headaches? One of the things that I uh, hold dear to my heart are, are children with disabilities. They are a population that oftentimes individuals just don't like to research because they can actually be a little bit difficult 
And so one of the things that I wanted to do was to normalize this population and say, hey, there is literature out here uh, within this population. And let's understand that this child is not defined by perhaps autism. This child is not defined by ADHD. This child is just as normal as any and any other child. And this child has headaches similar to all other children. The literature loves to kind of uh, put out diagnosis. So ADHD, the child suffers with autism, the child suffers with this and that. Um, and so the child more so becomes defined by their diagnosis. The crazy part about all of this is this has now filtered over into the school. And whereas if a child perhaps may be laying down, the teacher may perhaps think, oh, okay, well, this child is laying down because X, Y, and Z, or this child is um, very agitated or irritated because this is their ADHD. To not have ever asked the question, what's going on with you today? Are you suffering perhaps with a headache? Is there something else going on with you that's perhaps making you behave in that manner? And so um, because headaches are not talked about and are actually signs for a lot of things, example, stress, bullying, issues with homework, issues with taking tests, um, all of those things uh, compounded together brings on this pain for, for children. This is intensified by a child who perhaps has a learning disability. And so this is a child with a disability already kind of struggling um, to learn and actually have a headache, which makes it a little bit worse to actually learn. So for parents who are listening or even educators, is there some place that they can go uh, to read more about headaches in kids and to find tools for helping their kids? One of the places that I typically just refer individuals to is the Mayo Clinic. Um, I, I found a lot of resources as well as information about headaches for, for children, um, there's another website called Kids Health, uh, kidshealth.org, that I found to be a great resource uh, for parents who are concerned about headaches in, in, in kids as well as teens. And just headaches.org is another site um, that kind of talks um, generally about headaches, but they have a, an area area or a section on there that talks about uh, children experiences with headaches. Um, I always tell parents um, to have the conversation with their doctors too, um, because sometimes there are medical conditions uh, which perhaps present themselves as headaches. So individuals who perhaps may be diabetic, so there are fluctuations in their blood glucose each day may also experience headaches. So bringing this information um, to their, their doctors as well, if they're 
noticing uh, a pattern or um, frequency of a lot of headaches in their child. Yeah, I would say don't be afraid to bring information to your doctor. You know, a pediatrician covers so many issues and there are so many things that they deal with that it may just not be fresh on their mind or something that, you know, triggers the thought about a headache for this child as being problematic. So bring the information with you. So a couple of things I've learned from our conversation is that first, headaches are more common than I might have thought before. So if you're a parent who has a kid who complains of head pain, first of all, it's okay. It's not all that uncommon. It kind of is common. And it most likely does not indicate that something terrible is going on. It's just something to be addressed. Um, And you can look at uh, their rest, either not enough or too much sleep, use of medication, cold sinus issues, their diet, looking at their level of stress, or the use of caffeine, alcohol, or smoking. Um, that you should definitely have an open communication with your doctor if it goes on, that there are remedies and things that you can try and that there are places that we've listed that you can go to learn more about it. Is there anything that we've left out that you want to share? Yeah, we we mentioned a lot of information for, for parents, but I, I want teachers to be as aware because a huge portion of time is spent in the school each day. And so kids typically will spend from six to eight to 10 hours, especially if they're extracurricular activities at school um, each day. And so um, having teachers more aware of headaches um, and and, and just some of the, the reasons why the child may present with headaches, I think will help them to be just a little bit more empathetic uh, about head pain, um, as well as asking further questions about what may be presenting, what may be going on to present this head pain. Right. It's It's an excellent point. So for teachers, just really maybe stopping to take the time to find out more about it. And also it highlights the the importance of that homeschool connection to let the parents know to see if it's happening at home and just to see if there's a connection that can be made to help the child and support the kid. So I just want to thank my guest, Don Ford, for being here and sharing your important research about children and headaches. Thank you for joining Homework is Stupid, Don. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. For links to information that we discussed in the show, see the show notes. Also, you can visit my website at homeworkisstupid.com and please subscribe as well as tell a friend. Thanks so much for joining me.